Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. And we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we Fauci's do. a monster. We've known he's a monster for a long time. The new revelations that he's funding puppy torture, the torture of dogs, beagles, for no reason. And it's not all that different than what he wants to do to your kids. But before we get started, well, Joe, I know you, you had wanted to go live on Friday. We had a little bit of a scheduling snafu. Things came up. But you wanted to get some stuff off your chest first. Yeah, so I want to hand over the floor to you. So I often say that I believe in accountability. And accountability is, you know, making sure that those aha moments, those moments that you find yourself in where, Maybe you should, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should choose your words more wisely. Maybe you should, like everyone knows that I'm fired up. Everyone knows by this time, if you're listening to me and you haven't, you haven't figured it out, I have zero fear. I don't care, but, but I do believe in accountability even for myself. So I had a, one of those moments, those aha moments, those come to Jesus meetings at three o'clock in the morning that you have with yourself. And I believe that it was one of those, you know, I had a friend said to say something to me the day before, and it shook me a little bit. I, you know, I have friends that are gay. I have friends that are Democrats. I have friends that, uh, frankly, most of you wouldn't be friends with. And you would say, Joe, why would you be friends with, why would you be friends with someone who is, you know, a, you know, having a pathway that maybe you wouldn't want to follow. And I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, I have, I have friends that I've known for 30 years that are felons. They're felons. And I still love on them. My brothers were bikers. And um, my brother was murdered by a police officer. But my brother ran from the police. My brother did stuff that I wouldn't do. So holistically, I say that all Democrats are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. It's actually not true. And maybe, and maybe a part of the anger that we have as people helps us build the same walls and the same division and the same chasm that has been built against us. You know, all white people are bad right, white privilege. And we look at it and go, we're not privileged. You know, we grew up poor, maybe we grew up disadvantaged, maybe we grew up in an environment where we had tragedy strike our life. And we had to fight through to get to where we got. But it does, it's not helpful. And so I spent six and a half years in the Middle East and Africa working on peace and reconciliation. I worked with, with people that were people saw as bad. 
I had the, the U.S. come out and state that President al-Bashir of Sudan was guilty of genocide and ethnic cleansing, and that Darfur was a place that it was happening. And you had an organization that sprouted up and called Save Darfur. And the American people did what the American people always do. They rallied around the ability to protect human life. <laughs> my, but my button's not working. Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> but then I went in, and I discovered that there was no ethnic cleansing and genocide. None. And you'd say, come on, Joe. And I would say, no, they've been intermarrying for a thousand years in that area. And there's the Janjaweed, the Chadian rebels, the 47 Darfurian rebel groups. It's not that hard to build, a, to, to build clothes that, that look like the Sudanese army. And the more places I went and the more places that I visited and the more information I collected, the more I figured out that a woman named Susan Rice was behind all of the propaganda related to genocide and ethnic cleansing and that she was the one that went to the UN and said that this was happening. That happened to coincide as well with Sudan telling her that, giving her the finger and telling her to get out of their country and respect the sovereignty of the people of Sudan. So the reason why I say all this <clears throat> is because my goal was to save people. My goal was to unite people. My goal was to build bridges, not blow them up. And what we've seen by Brandon Strucka is that there are Democrats that are walking away from the Democrat Party. But what do they walk to? If there's sensibility over here and the, Republican, the Republicans aren't an option, becoming a Republican is not, is, is not an option for Democrats, not because of the, the social differences, you know, that, that's, that has nothing to do with it, but because of the chasm that's been built. Of how do you go from a Democrat to a Republican? How do you reconcile that when, when the propaganda for Democrats has been so strong for so long? Which is why you see people leaving the Democrat Party and leaving the Republican Party and becoming independents. Yeah, we don't have a people's party. We don't have a party for us. So I've got to pick my words more wisely, and I have to apologize to Democrats who, frankly, are just as alienated by this left-wing radicalism as we are. And it's not to say that I don't, I don't believe that the, the party houses that, but it's not exclusive. You know, we're waking up to the, re the reality that it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on, the rhetoric is strong on both sides. The lack of action is strong on both sides. The, the cowardice. The inability to protect the American people is powerful on both sides. So what do I gain by calling all of them pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists? Because it's not true. As a matter of fact, many of the people that have heard my words know my heart. But it's hard for them to reconcile my heart with what they're hearing. And when they walk down the street and I build, or excuse me, I blow up these bridges, I'm hurting the very people that I say that I'm fighting for. So I've got to start by saying that I'll never put that up again. We will talk in absolute truths. And when I say that the Democrats are pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists, it's just not true. And so I broke my own rule. I told you that on this show, when I speak, I will speak truth to you. 
I will hold myself accountable. I will hold myself to consequences. And that's what I intend on doing. So we're going to talk about the people that are the pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. We're going to talk about the ideology of the radical left. We're going to talk about the evil, the innate evil that is harbored. But we cannot just abandon what's happening in our own party. Because that evil has infiltrated our party as well. It's infiltrated both parties. See, it's, it's truly a fight of good versus evil. So I want you all to accept my apology. And I won't do it again. And I will speak truth to you. That's pretty much all I have. Go ahead and bring Max back on. Welcome back, Max. Well, it's good to be back. And you, yeah. I was just about to start agreeing with you that all the Democrats were pedophiles, rapists, and closet racists. So I have yeah. to. I actually was making a t shirt. So that's not going to go up. And we should probably take down the sticker, too. It's on the website as well. Um, yeah, we need to. But yeah, that. no, it's a. It's a trap. If, if it's a trap we find ourselves yeah. in. It's a trap we find ourselves in because, frankly, it's easier to bundle people up in a place. But we actually build on the division. We become the same divide. I learned nothing in that six and a half years if I didn't come to you and say, I'm sorry. That I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have said it. There should never, those words shouldn't have come out of my mouth. And I did the same thing that the radical left does. I bundled people together and I, ex I, I, I did not want to hold them accountable for individual action. I wanted to make it so that, frankly, we're all responsible for the bad behavior of the few. And we can't have a conversation about the few, Max, and say that they are the few and that they're using this megaphone that they've built, this technology, this mainstream media, and not address the, the big elephant in the room, and that is everyone right now is wondering what the heck is happening in our country. And I don't know if many people that I associate with who would consider themselves a pedophile, rapist, or closet racist, I matter of fact, I don't have any. They don't last very long in my world. But I can't, I can't perpetuate the same divide when I'm asking people to get in the gap, when I'm asking people to step up, when I'm asking people to stand for freedom. See, we are slaves right now, all of us. And while they talk about the two things, two things, taking away all of your freedoms and taking away all of your money. They're, they're trying to do both. We're not paying attention to it. We're going to raise taxes. Raise taxes for what? because we want everybody to be equally poor. They want to be the only ones left at the top. I propose that we just stop. We stop. We, 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 run, we run a campaign with people who, frankly, say we're going to cut your taxes in half. Half. We're going to fire 40% of the government. We're going to reset the, the limits. Those are the candidates we should be hiring. And they should all stick together. We're going to clean out all the judges. Every one of them are going to go away. We're going to cut back on the, on the code for the IRS. We're going, to do simple, we're going to simplify our lives so that people don't have the control, the chains on us, putting us in the cotton field like they're doing right now. And I believe that that's the platform that the Democrat Party, that the radical left are turning the Democrat Party and the Republican Party into. Because keep in mind, Republicans are doing the same thing, Max. Yeah. They're doing the same thing. Now let's get on to yeah, the Fauci are. part, and let, let's talk well, let's about. Let's get what, into it. And, yeah. And before we get into it, I'm gonna remind everyone this podcast is brought to you by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars, a premium Patriot company, 
and, they, and their whole line is a line of patriotic, history-centered cigars. So when you go to libertycigars.com, you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, on all orders over $76, you're going to get a free cigar added on top. So again, go to libertycigars.com and make sure you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, to get a free cigar added on all orders over $76. So I know that you saw this story, Joe, about the Fauci, the NIAID, funding grotesque, evil research. Now listen, I, I'm no animal rights activist. I, I eat a steak just as much as the next guy, right? But when you see what they're actually doing to animals, there's a difference between eating meat and, and funding evil, evil research that doesn't seem to have a whole lot of scientific benefit. Well, there is no and scientific there was benefit that, in it. There's no scientific benefit. But, there's not. But, but we have to also keep in mind that these are the same people who want to inject something into you, ignore the people that are dying and being disfigured and being able to not walk from a vaccine. Yeah. And they're still pushing that narrative. They're still pushing that narrative. Yeah. So if, if people haven't seen it, I have kept out the more grotesque images. There are images of, of no. dogs, beagles that we're, we can't show. Yes, we can. But, and we should. We, we're, not, we're not prepared to. I, I didn't send them over to them because they're, they're really gross. But I can show you what the experiments actually looked like. If we put up image, image three, image three, they would take beagles, they would sedate them, drug them, and they would cut out their vocal cords and then put their heads in what looked like some kind of mosquito net, a little box, and then they would put different bugs in the, in the mosquito net box, usually like sand flies, sand fleas, and they would watch as the flies literally ate the dog's faces while they're still alive, sedated, and they cut out their vocal cords to make sure that they can't bark, whimper, or cry. I wanted to tell you something right now. I want to rip Fauci's face completely off. I want to drag him behind my car until every body part falls off. Now, I didn't say I would do that. I said that's what I want to do. He actually justified all of this behavior and said that anyone that disagrees with it is disagreeing with science. Science itself, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, to, to, say, to say that these people are not sociopathic, psychopathic devils, to say that, to even agree with them, even fundamentally on anything, makes you an absolute sicko. It makes you sick. They know that they are torturing these animals. Torturing. They're, they're, not, they're, they're, not, they're not doing this to, there, there is no, ah, well, you know, we made it so they couldn't feel it. No, no, no. They had bugs eat the flesh of an animal, a dog. We all have dogs at home. If you're not a dog person, I can't help you. Eat the flesh off of their face. Max, find the photo and send it over to the guys. I, 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 I can't it. find it. I, I, we're on air. If, if the guys want to find it, they can find it. Um, I, I really don't want to show up because it's gross. But if they can find it, we can, we can put it up. It's not particularly hard to find. 
we know that the funding went to this research and we know that they got almost a half a million dollars if we put up image number four this shows you that it wasn't just an NIH funding it came from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases NIAID and Joe who runs NIAID do you remember Fauci Fauci has been there for four decades you read about the actual experimentation. This is, a, this is from a different round of experiments because they've been doing this for a while. They've been, they've been killing. And, and realize all the dogs, after they have been um, eaten by flies, they put them to death. They euthanize them. Even the ones that survived, they still euthanize them. If we, if we take this down and put up, Mr. Producer, image number five, this is a description from one of the actual um, papers vaccination the second round of blank was administered december 17th Bl uh, proprietary drug whatever they redacted it were without incident with one important exception the four animals in the blue group all vocalized in pain upon administration of the drug so that that's how they described it vocalized in pain vocalized in pain and we know that they ended up cutting the dog's vocal cords out because they didn't want to keep hearing the dogs barking, whining, squealing in pain. What do you think they did in Nazi Germany before they started killing people? What do you think they did? I mean, we, we have to start thinking about this in absolutes. And here's an absolute for you. Our government is absolutely evil. Absolutely. It has been infected with a cancer that is destroying the very fibers, the very, the very ethos of our community, of our country. And we're watching it happen in real time. You know, I saw a telegram res response that says, Joe, I don't know what you expect us to do. We have to feed our family, right? Some of us, are, you know, aren't blessed with, you know, enough that we can just run off and, and get, get, on, get in the gap. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you can have a better opportunity for us or, or a better solution for us so that we can still feed our families and still, and still get, it, get in the gap, so to speak. And I was like, we, we, we have to take the vaccine. I, he went on. He went on and on and on and on. And, I, and I, all I kept thinking to myself is these are all excuses. These aren't reasons. It, 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 it crushes my soul that everything that we're dealing with right now, everything that we're dealing with right now is an excuse. We make excuses why we can't stand up. We let them take everything from us and say there's nothing we can do about it. There's everything we can do about it. What are we going to do about Fauci? What are we going to do about the fact that he's torturing our animals? What's next? Well, we, we, know, what, way, we know Michael Vick. Michael Vick got two years. So how many two years, years for dog fighting. I mean, more than two, just for the dogs. I mean, this was crazy. It was, it was trending on Twitter, and it deserved a trend. But where were all these outraged people when Fauci was advocating testing on human subjects? But he is. He's doing it right I know, now. I Tens know. of thousands Where's of people are dying, there? and now they want everybody to take a vaccine. Where's the outrage there? You know, what, you know what drives me nuts is the mainstream media comes out every single day. They come out. These pieces of trash in the media, they are trash. The media is trash. The mainstream media, there's nothing left. There's no journalistic value. There's no ethics. There's no truth. They just lie. They lie. But they come out 
And he's like, everybody needs to get the vaccine. And oh, by the way, nothing to see here that tens of thousands of people are dying. The people are losing their dads, their husbands, their mothers, their wives, their girlfriends. Their entire lives are being turned upside down, and they're experimenting with the American people. Oh, no, no, they're not. They're experimenting across the globe. And we're supposed well, to sit here and do nothing. I know you saw this because I posted it on my telegram, and you forwarded it. If we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, CNN and the CDC have declared that if you are vaccinated, not only will it protect you from COVID, but you are less likely to die from any cause. Any cause. So if you're vaccinated, you're less likely to get hit by a bus. You're less likely to get hit by a meteor, to get eaten by a shark. That's what they mean when they say any cause. They're not talking about just COVID deaths. They're now proclaiming that when you get vaccinated, you are less likely to die from anything. Do you know how stupid anything. that sounds? Do we know how stupid there that it sounds? Is. Yeah, it, it's, it's incredibly stupid. It's not just stupid. It, 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 it just plays in the face. It, it flies in the face of reality. They think you're stupid. I, w I want to tell you something. Let's come back to holistically what's happening, right? Let me just give you an overview. They're torturing dogs. They're experimenting on humans. There are people that are in power across the globe that are literally suppressing and oppressing people using the same media devices and technology. They're arresting people for lies. The people in San Francisco now have to hire security to watch their family because they no longer feel safe. Police are being vic villainized. DAs are letting people off for having gang shooters in the middle of the street. The border is wide open with 100,000 people flowing in across the border. Yeah, yeah. Pedophilia, sex trafficking, abuse of women and children is at an all-time high. And you lose your job if you don't take the jab. These yeah. people are evil. Oh, and by the way, six months out of the year, you work for free for the federal government and your state government. They own you. And oh, I forgot yeah. to tell you, you don't own your house. You can't collect water. You can't make your own electricity. Because if you do any of those things, they can arrest you. It is illegal in 38 out of 50 states to collect water. You don't own it. They own you. And the Boston Tea Party was because of a tax on, on tea. I want you to just realize where we are as a country. We are past the point where we can have a conversation with these people and compromise. There is no compromise. You're, you're, you're literally torturing animals. And then you justify it by saying it's science. And I don't care who you are. If you're a Democrat, Independent, Republican, if you're a devil worshiper, you cannot be okay with this. You can't. Well, we know the devil worshipers would. That's called Antifa. The Kyle Clarks of the world. Now listen, in, over the past year, everyone who was too afraid to go to work, they got unemployment benefits, they got stimulus checks, they got free housing, they could stay in their rental properties, didn't have to pay yeah. a cent in rent. But all the people who kept working so the economy didn't collapse, what do they get for the trouble? They now get forced to take a vaccine, and if they don't want it, get something injected into their body, they lose their jobs. It's, it's backwards. It's completely backwards. And yet here we are.
yeah, I posted something on Telegram over the weekend. This isn't new. Like when you see Joe Biden up on stage laughing at the prospect of people exercising their freedom to abstain from getting injected with something, and then you hear the crowd cheer, applaud, laugh. That's not new. I mean, we've had a subset of the population that have always believed that control is better than liberty. You go back to the American founding, you had the loyalists, you had whether you want to call them loyalists or Tories, about a third, 20 to 30% of the colonists wanted the British to win the war. They wanted the British to win the war. You, you go all the way up to the 1950s when you start seeing a serious, a serious infiltration of American academia by communists. They didn't want freedom. They wanted government control. Right? And every time this has happened, the majority shouted them down, let them speak, but then soundly dismissed their radical ideas. Well, it's back again. It's back again. There's two kinds of people. There's two kinds of people in this country. There's the people who believe in individual freedom, who believe in liberty, entrepreneurial spirit. Right? They, they just want to be given a fair shot. They believe that the Constitution exists to protect your pursuit of happiness, not to give you happiness. The other side believes the opposite. They want ha happiness. They think it's government's job to minimize pain and maximize good. And they would much rather live in a country of mediocrity where no one actually truly succeeds than have a couple people succeed while others fail because they believe that when you succeed, you do so at the expense of others. So they would rather have a more overarching government. They'd rather have a government that controls rather than freedom because they're terrified of the risk. It's a virus that kills 99, 99.9% .9 of people survive. And there are still people to this day, double, triple vaccinated, hiding indoors. They are afraid of the risk. They do not believe the risk is acceptable. So yeah, we're surrounded by cowards. We're not I mean, surrounded you, you by you cowards. We're surrounded by people that are trying to They're figure cowards. out how to, how to navigate this with a lack of leadership. You know, you know, they're cowards. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now that we are going to send people to the border. We are going to collect people to go to the border. I'd like to see 300,000 people at the border to match their 90,000 people. I want to see that. And don't talk to me about a humanitarian crisis because the humanitarian crisis is right here in this nation. We have a humanitarian crisis right here in the United States. We have a crisis of, of epic proportion. We have a breakdown of social constructs. When these radical leftists put drug shoot-up stations in every major city, which they've done, perpetuate homelessness, and then shame you if you stand up and say, I want to hold them accountable, send them to a drug treatment center, send them to a place where they can get help for, for mental illness. When they attack your fundamental rights, and tell you you can't speak, and then weaponize technology, we have a crisis in our own nation. There's no open border. No women and children get to come here. No, none of that. Because some of those women and children will go straight into sex trafficking and will never have a name. So you want to know what the humanitarian crisis is? The humanitarian crisis is in your backyard. It's right here when common criminals can go on the street and make victims of American citizens. When Fauci can kill dogs and do so and then justify it by saying it's science. I will live with a bug bite. I will live with an allergy before I allow you to torture animals.
No, the only life that Fauci cares about is his own. The only life. It's his only life. It's the only life he, he truly cares about. It's the only reputation he truly cares about. Because like so many other tyrants, like so many other um, despots, he's at the point in his life, he's in his, what, he's in his 80s, isn't he? 70s or 80s. He's at the point of his life where the only thing he's really interested in is building monuments to himself and making sure that those monuments stay standing. The last thing Fauci will ever do is admit that he funded gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's the last thing he'll ever do because he's already been on the cover of magazines. He had the documentary on, uh, on Nat Geo and on Disney+, Plus, right? They've propped this guy up. He's a superstar on the left. You know, you know what really didn't age well if we put up my screen, speaking of how he's a superstar? This really didn't age well from the Washington Post. Fauci is my dog. Call the physician scientist's name at the dog park and multiple hounds will howl. He is, apparently, this was an article from a while ago that people were naming their dogs after Anthony Fauci. I mean, this is how sick, obviously, they, they didn't know, but they should have because we knew about the, some of these experiments as far back as 2016. So this is how full circle this comes. No, he only cares about himself. And Joe, I, I agree with you. I do think, though, many of these people are cowards on the left. The same cowardice that was there at the, at the American founding where they were afraid of the unknown. They would rather live as subjects than risk living as citizens. They would rather have someone else tell them what to do than be forced to decide themselves and live with the consequences of their actions. Right? Because failure is, failure is not only possible, it's likely. Right? When, you when you take a step out there, you're more likely to fail then you are to succeed, but the people who fail, they fail, fail, and eventually they su succeed, right? Liberals won't do that. No, they won't. Liberals won't accept failure. They won't accept failure one bit, which is why you see people like Joe Biden rising up. Joe Biden's an idiot, but the people writing Joe Biden's speeches aren't. And they know this fear. They know that this fear exists. It's a similar fear that you saw in Germany in the interwar period between World War I and World War II, where people had nothing. They were terrified. And if you played back Joe Biden's speech at his town hall and you translated it into German, it wouldn't sound all that different from one of the speeches that Adolf Hitler gave before the Reichstag. Damn their freedom. They can't be allowed to have freedom. It's for, it's for the greater good. That's, that's what the message they were putting through. And they cheered. They cheered him on. Now, we have, we have a lot of soul searching to do because, Joe, even when we get rid of the the fraudulent election systems, even when we remove the tyrants and the despots from office, we're still left with the 25 to 35 percent, maybe even more, of the country that would rather live under socialism than risk it all for freedom. And that's the problem. They're going to try and slink away, just like many of the loyalists and the Tories slunk into the shadows after the American Revolution, and they're going to try and bide their time for the next opportunity. And the question we all need to ask ourselves is, are we going to let that happen? Because we have no hope. This republic has no hope if these cowards are able to drive us towards socialism. So, so I, want to, I want to share with you, I don't know if you know this, but Jim uh, Cavizio. Do you know who Jim Cavizio is? No, it sounds familiar. He played the Passion of the Christ. He is, okay, he is, yeah. He's given his life. He, he, he's played multiple movies. He's an amazing actor. He's, he's played in multiple movies. But his, his goal right now, his vision, his, his life ambition right now is to stop, stop sex trafficking. 
So he was at a uh, um, he was at a conference this weekend, and you all know how much I like uh, Mel Gibson in. Uh, help me! What's wrong with me? The Patriot. <laughs> What? No, no. He's been in a lot of movies. Oh, Braveheart. my gosh. Braveheart. Braveheart. Thank you, Mr. Hi. Producer. Thank you very much. Thank you. Jamie, Christmas. But you know that um, I love that movie. So Jim Caviezel, when he was um, on the stage, decided to take his two minutes of time that he had. And I think he had more than two minutes, but let's, let's just call it what let's – say, let's say it's two minutes. And he gave that two minutes to um, – uh, to talking about Braveheart as he called people into the gap. Now, I've had lots of conversations with lots of people. I spent a lot of time talking to Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood, by the way, is a patriot. Lynn Wood, by the way, is someone that stands up over and over and over again. And he's been viciously attacked. And frankly, the far left does not want guys like me and Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell and, and Professor David Clements and, and Bobby Python. I can go down the list and, and General Flynn and they don't want Patrick Byrne. They don't want all of these people to come together. They don't want us to come together. Because like it's like a group of superheroes that have an immense amount of courage. And some of us are further to the place where we're willing to maybe, you know, draw a line in the sand. And if somebody steps over that line, throws one water bottle, one can, one anything, then they get their teeth kicked in. I'm not going to apologize for that. I don't, I don't advocate for violence. But throwing a can at somebody to hurt them is violence. So violence begets violence. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, please don't throw another can. No, nope, I'm going to kick your teeth in. And I think that's what's happening is that the people are coming together. But Jim Cavizio has been one that has always said, hey, listen, let's, let's stop the fighting amongst ourselves and let's refocus ourselves to a place where we recognize the evil in our society. And by the way, it's easy to fix. <laughs> Sometimes the easiest problems are ones that you can fix very, very quickly, and that even a five-year-old, it's more obvious to a five-year-old than it is to an adult. And the, the, the thing that I have is that you have a truck that comes through under a bridge and gets jammed in under a bridge, right? Just, it's, the, the bridge is too low, and the truck comes and jams, and they can't, they try pulling the truck out, they can't get the truck out. And you have engineers and everyone standing around the truck, and it's jammed underneath this bridge. And a five-year-old drives by and goes, why don't you just let the air out of the tires? And it never occurred to an adult to let the air out of the tires. But a five-year-old solved an engineering problem that people went to school with to solve very quickly. That shows you the power of overvaluing education and undervaluing competency and common sense. That's where we're at right now. Mr. Producer, do you have that video? Well, before we play the video, got to read the ad. Yep. Podcast sponsored by Air Medicare Network. Air Medicare Network premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you ever suffer a medical emergency. Don't get to decide when an emergency strikes or how you get to the hospital. And anyone who's been taken to a hospital by ambulance knows your insurance likely isn't going to cover it, and it's very expensive. Well, it only gets more expensive when you go by helicopter. Well, Air Medicare Network exists to make sure you don't go bankrupt to make sure that you or a loved one gets to the hospital in time. Their membership plans start at just $85. That gives you coverage for one year for your entire household. And when you sign up today using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily 
to get up to $50 back. Let's go ahead and play that video if you got it, uh, Mr. Producer. Jim Cavizio. Will you fight? This man says no, we'll run and we'll live. Yep, fight and you may die. Run and you'll live for at least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you have been willing to trade all the years from this day to that for one chance? Just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you can take our lives, that you can never take our freedom. Every man dies. Not every man truly lives. You, 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 we must fight for that authentic freedom and live, my friends. By God, we must live. And with the Holy Spirit as your shield and Christ as your sword, may you join St. Michael and all the angels in defending God and sending Lucifer and his henchmen straight right back to hell where they belong. We are headed into the storm of all storms. Yes, the storm is upon us. But not without Jesus, our rudder. And in the words of Reagan, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. God bless you. Uh. Well, you know who is afraid, Joe? PETA. PETA is afraid. Because if there's anyone who should be out there condemning Anthony Fauci, you'd think it would be PETA. But they're not. you think that PETA would, would see that he signed off as head of the NIAID, that he signed off on the literal torture and death of, of dogs. you think it would be PETA. But PETA, no. PETA doesn't mention Fauci. If we put up image 7... Image 7, this is PETA's tweet that they sent out just yesterday. They, they took them an entire day, but they finally said, the U.S. government must stop pumping money into horrific animal experimentation. It's POTUS Biden's responsibility to designate an NIH director who chooses human-relevant research, as outlined in PETA's research modernization deal. So they, they, they can't find the, the words, words to mention Anthony Fauci, but they did. Obviously, they know who Fauci is. Oh, yeah. Because if we take that down and we put up image number eight last year, they had no problem saying Fauci's name. They said, listen to Dr. Fauci. We need to close the wet markets now. They perpetuated what we now know to be a lie, that COVID-19 originated in a live animal market. Everyone's lives are at risk by keeping these breeding grounds for disease open. So that, that was a lie. We know that that's not where it came from. They haven't found a single animal in any of the wet markets. They have the same lineage of COVID-19, right? They can't trace it back to any wet markets. So it's a lie. But obviously they know how to type Anthony Fauci's name. They just won't do it now. And we do have a picture if we put up image six, Mr. Producer. This is not the most recent one, but this is an older one with the beagles where they would take these, these bugs and put them in little cups and they would strap the cups to the beagles. They'd shave the beagles and then strap the cups so they could see what happens when the bugs bite them. See what happens. Apparently, scientists need a half a million dollars of taxpayer money to know that bugs are going to bite an animal. But that's the research. That's the research. Anthony Fauci is a monster. 
but our government is a monster. And we talk about the storm being a, 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 you know, upon us. The storm is upon us. And then you just have to decide, men, I'm going to talk to the men right now. Men, you have to decide whether or not you, you want your, you want, you want this to run us. You want this to lead us. You want to live as a slave for six months out of the year. I, I want to put it in perspective for you, Max. They get to kill animals, use humans as, as human guinea pigs. They get to take 50% of your pay, and they get to give it to these people to do evil. They get to tax you to death to the point where you have to work one job or two jobs in order to have opportunity. Or maybe you work one job 70, 80 hours a week so you can provide for your family. Only you don't get to see your family. Now just understand this. If I could give you back 50% of your time, if I could pay you half of what you get paid right now, but not have you have the government interfering with everything, and you'd have 50% of your time back, because 50% of your time, 50% of your year goes to the government. If I could give that back to you, you could be just as successful and have time with your family. But see, they've done two things. See, over here, they have this chaos going. And they talk about chaos, chaos, chaos. Let's, let's chase it. Ah, oh, an animal, let's chase it. Maybe they'll stop talking about decertifying the election. I'm here to tell you that I'm never going to stop talking about decertifying the election. The election needs to be decertified. And until we solve 2020, we don't solve 2022. Even 2021, 2024, we don't solve it. I know, but we, we, we got we to gotta walk and shoot gum at the same time because they're not just going after the dogs. As we mentioned, they're going after kids. If you put up image 11. Five to 11-year-olds. Im image 11, this is the new findings from the FDA. They said the benefits of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for kids between 5 and 11, quote, clearly outweigh, end quote, the risks. So we know that these kids are not going to die from COVID. It's statistically negligible. And we know that a significant number, albeit it's a rare side effect, but some of them will get myocarditis, which is a potentially fatal heart inflammation. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on. It's hold only on. 91. They, they admit it's only 91% effective in kids. <coughs> so 9% of the kids are still going to get COVID, still going to be hospitalized. I mean, what are we even doing here? Okay, they, so let me, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you what. It doesn't suggest what they say. Myocarditis, right? kills two out of 10 within two years, right? And five out of 10 within 50, five 50 years. 50-50 within five, yeah. Let me say that again. They gave us a vaccine as adults first. They gave you as a vaccine as an adult first. They gave it to you first, okay? Now, if you were trying to control or destroy an entire group of people, how would you do it? You come for the adults first, and then you're like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. But then the kids are going to come up behind the adults, and if we hurt the adults, they're going to be, they're going to distrust us even more. So then they said, we're going to have to now give it to the kids. We have to kill the adults. We have to hurt the adults. We have to, we have to, we have to do everything we can to destroy these people. And then the people that come up behind them, we have to do it to them too. Ladies and gentlemen, what they're doing is in a playbook. It's in the devil's playbook. There, 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 is no, there is no other playbook. This is the playbook. 
The playbook is how do they take from you? How do they take from you? I, well, I know I know you probably saw this one. Yeah. This was a case, and I don't remember what state it was in, but this is a, a child, a girl with learning disabilities. She's apparently nonverbal. So she has a medical exemption for wearing masks. And one day she came home, and her father saw that the school had actually tied the mask to her oh face. Oh, my gosh. Play, we because, play apparently, because apparently she kept taking it off. So they found that she came home with the mask still tied to her face. Father freaks out, goes to the school. It turns out they've been doing it for weeks, but he only found out about it because they forgot six to weeks. untie it. Six, yeah, six weeks. Because they forgot to untie it. If we put up image 10, you can see what I'm talking about. There's the, the father on the right, the girl on the left, and you can see how they actually tied the mask around her ponytail behind her head. Apparently, when she came home, her mask was just completely wet with saliva. She could barely breathe. It, it, it probably felt like she was being waterboarded. If anyone's worn a mask that gets wet, you know exactly what it feels like. You can't breathe through it. And she's the only non, reason he found she's out nonverbal. Was, yeah. She's nonverbal. Right? She's nonverbal. She can't tell anyone what's going on. Yeah. Mr. Producer, I just sent you the video. I don't know if you got it yet. But uh, I sent you the video of how this was discussed, and and uh, should be getting to you right now. And, and we can take this down off the screen. I, and look, I know that we're talking about Fauci and we're talking about what he's doing to animals, but he's doing it to people. And they're and they're by the way, if you guys remember this, the thing that I put up with Jesus being nailed to the cross and everyone standing around him saying, "I don't want to lose my job and I got to do what I'm told," Max. And everyone that's listening, can I ask you a question? Sure. Are, are any of the people that were there 2,000 years ago still alive? No. So what are the chances of making it out alive? Well, actually, I mean... Jesus is still alive. I, 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 I have to reread it, but I believe that the soldiers, I mean, at least in, in Catholicism, the word is that the, that the soldiers who actually killed Christ... Um, I'd have to reread. It's been a while, but that they are like apparently aren't dead. That they're just forced to live out their lives in misery, unable to die, unable to go to hell, unable, unable to go to heaven. That's uh, I'd have to reread it. But um, not in the Bible. whether you believe in that or not, that's not in the Bible. Okay, well I'm, I'm just not. saying Catholicism. <laughs> the, the yeah, but that's Catholic not in the Bible. Teaching. That that right there is not in the Bible. Sorry. All right, well it's not in the Bible. You you. you You've, you've read the entire Bible, and you have it all memorized, so go ahead. No, I have read the entire Bible. I, I have. That's right. a true story. And that's not in the Bible. Go ahead and play this video. When she got off the school bus um, a few days ago, her father saw her, and she was wearing a, bit. a mask. Now, in my school district, we have an illegal mask mandate. But she was wearing a mask, even though even under their own illegal mask mandates rules, she shouldn't have had to. But it wasn't enough that she was wearing a mask because she's a special needs nonverbal Down syndrome child, who, by the way, three weeks earlier, the school district had called the parents and said, your daughter's taking her shoes off in school. Could you help us to make sure she keeps her shoes on? But they were willing to call about that. When um, her father saw her get off the school bus, she was wearing a mask and it was tied around her head with nylon rope. The mask was was full of saliva, 
The girl couldn't breathe. Father's furious. How could they do that to my daughter today? So he went to the school and he talked to the school and he found out they didn't do it that day. They had tied this mask around her face every single day for the previous six weeks that she was in school. They just forgot to take it off that day before they sent her home. So when the, when the parent said, what on earth were you thinking to the teacher and to the principal, their answer was, the school board told us that our students all had to wear masks. There's a special place in hell for the three people who did this to this girl. This girl experienced real child abuse at the hands of the Brevard County School Board. And I will tell you this, this session, there's going to be hell to pay for the people who did that. Seeing no further business, Vice Chair Ben. What do you think of that, folks? What do you think of that? What do you think about a little girl who gets a mask tied to her face all day for six weeks? What do you think of them torturing dogs with fleas? Did we find the picture yet, Mr. Producer? The only ones I found are something that's not really very graphic. They're pulling everything. I'm looking on multiple web browsers or search engines, and they're pulling all the photos of it. What do you think of that? When they pull down all the videos so you can't actually see it, pull down all the pictures so you can't actually see what they're doing to these animals. I mean, we've seen that how many times over the last couple of years. When they start doing that, you know that there's something they don't want you to see because they know that they, they caught and they forked up. We are controlled opposition. They're torturing our children. They're feeding them trash. They're feeding them garbage. They're indoctrinating our children. This is not hyperbolic. The judiciary's compromised, so it can't do anything. They're trash. These judges are getting arrested every day. We could, we, I could do a special, Max, on the number of judges that got caught for pedophilia. The one in Colorado, they just got arrested for, I, I don't even remember what it was. He was the chief judge. Chief judge. And the chief judge of the Supreme Court of Colorado. Arrested for giving a bribe to keep somebody quiet. And obviously there's the one that we have. Yeah. Avery, what is it? Moses? Maria? Maria Avery Moses. And it's actually not Maria, it's Maria or whatever. Avery Moses. This piece of trash, absolute disgusting compromised judge that's on the case with Coomer. Coomer got caught lying, 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 lying. And then you have a legislative group that doesn't have the, doesn't have the cojones, doesn't have the courage to stand up and say what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right. It's really simple. It, it's not very difficult. Well, it's more complicated. No, it's not. You tied a mask around a kid's face. You put flies on a dog's face after cutting out its vocal cords. And you knew when you cut out the vocal cords of that animal that you were doing so because you were torturing it. And you didn't want, you wanted silence. You wanted them to be in pain. And you, you didn't want them to be able to talk about it. You didn't want to be, have them squealing at you. Because maybe it'll just, maybe it'll affect that 1% of the consciousness of just being a human being, being a good person that you may have in your body. So you cut it out so you can't hear it. Oh, and then when you're done torturing the animal, like a psychopath, like a sociopath, 
like those serial killers out there, you kill the animal. That's what we're dealing with. When you expose darkness to light, they don't like it. So they take it off the internet. So they make up new stories. And you can't even vote. Folks, you can't even vote. There's no vote that you could have right now to turn it around because they've stolen that too. You're a slave. I am going to start this podcast every day with good morning, slaves. You are a slave. If we allow this to stand, we are nothing but slaves. We have failed in our mission. We have failed in the test of life. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it's a true pill to swallow. I'd rather die on my feet than at my keyboard. Yeah. Um, by the way, Uncle Downer is asking us if we can cut to the big pharma Pfizer commercial. This show is brought to you by do not ever take a Pfizer vaccine or any vaccine for that matter. It's disgusting, Max. It's disgusting that we even have to deal with this. It's disgusting that we haven't brought ourselves to the place that they're doing it all over the world, but we're not doing it. And by the way, the police have they, police and our military they, they, have a, they have a job that they have to do right now. They have to make a decision. Which side of the fence are you on? Which side of the, are you for the people or are you against the people? Well, I just need to do my job. I asked a police officer in San Antonio. I said, what are you going to do when things hit the fan? Are you going to step in the gap and make the decision to support the people, to defend the people? And you know what this, you know what this guy said? He's like, nope, I'm going to just, I'm going to go home and defend my family. And I laughed. And I was like, That'd be good for about a week. That might last. You might be able to protect your family for a week, maybe two. See, it's always the police officers that are the selfish ones that I worry about. Well, you know, I'll do my job. I don't care about you. All I care about is my family. Just so you know, they're coming for your family first. That's how God works. Oh, you don't you you don't want to stand up for truth. You don't want to stand up and and take a stand for the ethical nature of how to protect your community and your country. Now, you want to just do it because you, you think that you could just save your little piece and everyone else can burn around you? That is what is wrong with our country, right there. We have a crisis, yeah. people, in our country. We have a crisis. And by the way, we can solve it very quickly. We can evict these people. And you say, well, what does that look like, Joe? I, I don't know. Show up for, you know, I'll talk about the people that are in Colorado. Here's the thing. I'll come into your community and I'll speak to your community. Can you get a thousand people in your community together who, by the way, have the stamina, have the courage, and have the focus that they want to actually get something done? Who won't say, I'm tired? Who won't say, ah, oh, you know, I'm just tired. I just worked all day. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. You keep saying maybe tomorrow, and tomorrow won't be here. Max, I went to Lamar, Colorado. I was supposed to go to Salt Lake City, but I went to Lamar, Colorado instead. And I spoke in Lamar, Colorado to the people in that rural community. And I called out men. Men. I was like, women, I got to tell you something. Thank you. The reason why we're here today, the reason why we can even save our country, we, that the veil has been lifted. And I said, the pandemic 
was the single biggest gift that God gave us. It was a gift. And you'd say, Joe, come on, that's, that's a sickness. No, 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 no. No, it's the biggest gift he could have given us. Because much like the veil between heaven and, and, and earth, like as if you knew, if you predetermined, if you knew what heaven looked like, you'd want to leave this world. It says it in the Bible. You'd want to leave this world immediately. Just get me out of here. Let's go, God. I'm, pull me up. I got you. You'd make better decisions. You would, because you would know that the eyes of the Lord are watching you. But what happened in the pandemic, and we're going to go over it in time today, what happened in the pandemic is that the veil was lifted. It was, li it was lifted. And we were able to see things clearly. We were able to see the great evil of our government that has been lurking in the shadows as they take from us. See, the conspiracy theorists out there that are telling you, hey, this is what the Rothschilds are doing. This is what the, 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 the Bilderberg the, 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 are doing. This is what the Clinton Foundation is doing. All that stuff became acceptable over time because they're like, ah, they're crazy. And even George Orwell now seems like a prophet. Think about that. George Orwell now seems like a prophet. But what happened is we stripped away all of this stuff and we got down to brass tacks. We started seeing that the reason why, by the way, if you have grown kids and your kids don't talk to you because they went radical left, it's because you didn't pay attention to what the teachers were teaching them. No, you did what we've done. I did it, but I paid attention. I paid attention to what the teachers said. I paid attention to when they started with Common Core. I walked into that school, and I was like, get that crap out of here. If I got to walk around the block three times and tap on my head and rub on my belly, all to solve four plus four equals eight, then that math does not make sense to me. If I can't go in there, as a math guy, if I can't go in there and teach my kids about math, if I can't have that fundamental relationship where I can help them with their math, they did it so they could separate the kids from the parents. And yet you sent your kids to school saying, Honor your teacher. Listen to your teacher. Because, frankly, that's what you think they should do. But all that whole time, these teachers, these activists, these evil people were saying, I'm going to groom and indoctrinate your children. I'm going to teach them that because they're white, they're bad. I'm going to insert critical race theory. I'm going to insert all this stuff. I'm going to tell them that their parents are stupid. And the whole time your parents kids come home and they're conflicted with you and your relationship with them starts to bend away. And now we know why. And we're trying to figure it out. And then we, all of a sudden the veil is lifted and we're like, what are you talking about? You don't get to do critical race theory. That's BS. A theory developed by a journalist at the New York Times now becomes the rule of law in schools to be taught to children that frankly, you're a bad person. You're a demon. You have... White privilege, if you're white, it's all designed to divide. All a part of the communist Marxist ideology. And then you, you see the other parts of being able to show effectively, lift the veil, that some of our churches are run by devils. I said it. You don't want to say it, I'll say it. Because pastors are supposed to be courageous. Pastors are supposed to lead their flock. Pastors are supposed to follow the Bible. Pastors are not supposed to create pacifists. That's not what they're supposed to do. 
They're supposed to instill courage. The Bible says 365 times, fear not. It doesn't say, oh, have fear, and oh, do me a favor. Don't have fear, but let God handle it. You just stay at home, and let's zoom in. We watched as the veil lifted for businesses. We watched as the veil lifted for our political leaders, not just on the radical left, but on the right as well. We've called them rhinos. Most people don't even know what rhino meant. Rhino means Republican and name only. Can we set that aside? Republican is not an ideology. It's not an ethos. It's not a culture. It's not an ethical, moral standard. It's shades of gray. But good versus evil is black versus white. And I don't mean black people versus white people. I mean, the contrast is that stark between the two. So the pandemic was one of the best things ever came out of it. But here's what also came out of it. The wheat from the chaff, as Len Wood says. We're separating it right now. Men, where are you? Where are you? I'll come to your community. I will help you. Can you find the people that have stamina and courage? Not just in talk, but in actions. I started an organization, FEC United. I stepped out. I was like, look, all right, we put someone in, and they'll run it, and I'll be the chairman of the board. Mm -mm. No, no, I decided that I'm going to step right back in, and I'm going to become, I'm going to become the president of the organization, and I'm going to lead it. And you saw as people came out and said, listen, you got to go see this other company that we built called Pydoxa, Pydoxa.com. We haven't even talked about that, Max, but that's the, the payment processing that allows for us to just deplatform or get people off of those uh, off those platforms that are threatening to silence them and to have email service and all sorts of other technologies that we can have to service those that want to bring people together so we built it we built it i'm going to stand in the gap i will come out there i will help you stand in the gap i'll come to your neighborhood see i was supposed to be in salt lake city big event and I decided I'm going to go to Lamar, Colorado. And you would say, well, you get to hang out with all these guys, you, you know, Bobby Python and uh, Doug Frank and, and um, uh, you know, Jim Cavaziel and, and uh, David Clements and Seth Keschel. But they have it handled. What they don't have handled is Lamar, Colorado. <laughs> We forget about the rural parts of our country, which, by the way, the lifeblood that feeds us as a country. They feed us. And Max is being quiet because I'm, I'm literally, I, 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 th this is the thing that we have to do. We, we have to stand up. We got 500,000 organizations, and I'm out there talking to the different organizations that are on the border, and I'm like, guys, can you all talk to each other? He's like, no, I don't talk to Tim Foley. And I'm like, why? Oh, we don't get along. Why? Why? Why do we not get along? Why do men have a problem standing next to other men, but can, can have enough time to bitch about this certain group of men? Men, step in the gap. Get in your community. Walk door to door. Get to know your neighbors. And if they have a Biden thing in it, just pray over them and move on. Find out how people stand and stand with them. But the pandemic was the greatest thing that ever happened in this country because we're starting to realize what has been weaponized against us. We are in the middle of the greatest time in the history of man. 
The greatest test, and you were born for such a time as this. It's not just me. It's not just Clements. It's not just Wood. It's not just Sidney Powell. It's not just President Trump. President Trump's not coming to save you. If you'll listen to every one of his messages, every single message that President Trump puts out there is that you are the answer. He's waiting for you. And you got Q over here, and you got conspiracy theorists over here, and you got the media that's basically lying to you about everything. And I would say to you very simply, very simply, if not you who, if not now when. Because if we wait another day, if we need another week, you're not going to be able to feed your family. They're already telegraphing. You have the CEO of Twitter that came out that said we're going to go in through hyperinflation and things are going to become very tough. They're telegraphing. They're telling you what's about to happen. They're telling you. So how do you feel about that? A time of destruction. The borders are open. Uh, guys, listen to me. It doesn't matter. If you have a 401k, use it. Quit your job. Get on the border. Do something. Step in the gap. You want me to come visit you? I will spend every waking hour of every day talking to you about what the plan should look like. I will. My wife has given me permission to do it. She goes, you do your stuff and I'll do mine. I'll watch this, you watch that. But the decision has to be made. It has to be made quickly because the crisis is not, the humanitarian crisis is not abroad. It is. But your entire country, your entire neighborhood, your entire community is burning to the ground while they enslave you and say there's nothing you can do. Lead when you need to leave, lead, and serve when you need to serve. So having that conversation in Lamar, Colorado, where I called the men out, I'm calling you out. I'm going to continue to call you out. I'm going to call you out. And if you want me to come, I'll come. If you need a pep talk, I'll give it to you. You want me to call to action all the men? Great. I've been doing it for a long time. And I have people that say, Joe, I'm already in the gap. Quit talking about it and be about it. And I'm like, listen, you, I, you, don't, you may have woken up. You may be standing in the gap. And you may stand there by yourself for a little bit because people don't wake up at the same level at the same time. They don't. They don't have the same, they don't have the same density. And that's what we're looking for is density. One person dances and two people dances and 20 people dances and 100 people dance. And then all of a sudden, the entire country is dancing. Right now, we're at that place where we're stepping in the gap, talking about being in the gap. We'll know when we're ready. That's not a call to violence. That's a call to commitment. This country is a commitment. But how in the world can we get to a commitment? Max, how do we get to a commitment? Mr. Producer, how do we get a commitment? You, how do we get to a commitment if we don't follow Jesus, number one, and we do things like watch a woman get raped by an illegal immigrant on a train in Philadelphia? And not only do we watch it happen, but we take videos of it. Over 30 people did that. And the mayor celebrates that they're a sanctuary city. If you want to see the greatest collection come together. You know, if you want to see the greatest arrival that can happen in a country, it can happen right now, and it can be centered on the teachings of Jesus. And I'm not talking about you get to go to chapter 1 in John or chapter 15 in, in Matthew. I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking about flipping over the tables in the temple do not tell me that Jesus didn't hold people accountable. We got the stories and the parables. We did not get 33 years of Jesus' life. We know that he was of great courage. He walked up a hill two miles to his death. 
And if you don't believe in Jesus, man, all you need to do is pray. Can we fix the camera real quick? All you have to do is pray. That's all you have to do. Anthony Fauci is not the only monster. The government is monsters. So I'm going to call you to the gap. I'm going to call you to get involved in FEC United, $60 a year. You say, oh, oh, $60 a year. What do I get for that? Well, you get tools. You get me. You build a chapter. You start with a seed. Then you water the seed, and it grows into a beautiful tree that bears fruit. But if you never plant the seed because you're like, oh, it's going to take too long, I can't help you. Max can't help you. Nobody can help you. If you're looking for someone else to do the hard work, if you're looking for something that's going to happen overnight, I can't help you. But I can tell you that the sparks, the embers of freedom are alive and well in our society. And big tech did not actually account for it. They didn't account yeah. for you. They did not. I've been a little quiet because I've been trying to see where did I learn about that legend of the centurions for, forced to walk the earth until the second coming because they tried to kill Jesus. It is an old Catholic legend originating around the same time as the legend of the Holy Grail. And it stems from the Catholic relic of the Spear of Destiny. It goes by different names. Um, but the relic of the spear that pierced Christ's side. And so that legend is centuries old. First recording of that legend is about 700s, mid-700s. Um, so it's, it's been popularized. It's been turned into movies. I think there's a book series on it. But uh, that is that, that old, very old Catholic legend dealing with relics and uh, the relics of the crucifixion. So anything left to go over, Joe, before we, before we end for today? You know, you can send me, I'm trying to figure out where they can send me an email if you want me to come to your neighborhood. But you have to do the hard work. You have to do the hard work. You gotta, if you're going to get 500,000 people there, it's, gonna, it's a hard work. And I know, women, you're the one that will be doing that because most men don't have the skills, <laughs> the skills to organize. But, um, yeah, so also I'll be in North Carolina on the 29th and 30th. I don't know where I'm going on the 27th, but I think that I'm going somewhere else on the 27th. Texas? I, I wish. <laughs> um, I will be at the uh, Reawaken America tour in San Antonio, I think the second week of November. Um, I'm speaking in uh, Dallas the third week in November, right before Thanksgiving. Um, and look, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the only guy. I'm not the, I'm not the guy that's going to save you either. I'll stand in the gap with you. I'll go shoulder to shoulder. What they do to one of us, they do to all of us. I'll be the first one to tell you. My, my commitment now is how do, I, how do I reconcile those that are Democrats? How do I reconcile those that are independents to a common goal and a common good of recognizing good versus evil? How, how do we cut our taxes in half? And, and frankly, how do we cut our taxes in half but also our time, give our time back so we can spend the time that's necessary for our children? How do we get back to a place where the, the, the husband and wife get to make a decision not based on money, but based on what's good for their children, on how they live their lives and take care of their families? How do we get back to a place of loyalty, of commitment, of God-centered? And I'm going to tell you, it's really easy. Stop going to churches that mask your children or that even tell you that you have to go through and wear a mask in order to be in that church. Stop going. 
Stop going. I don't care what denomination it is. I don't care how much you like the pastor. He has no courage. He has no guts. He has no commitment to truth. Watch. And if he tells you to wear a vaccine, get up in the middle of the sermon and walk out. And don't ever go back. And then you find a church where he stands for courage and stands for a, a, not having any fear. And the last thing is, is be an advocate. Be an ambassador for truth. And hold yourself accountable. It's tough to apologize to you, by the way. It's super hard to apologize to you for calling everybody out and being so angry and divisive and saying to yourself, man, that was the dumbest thing you could have done, Joe, and it was wrong because it wasn't true. And then knowing that I'm hurting people around me, ah, it crushes my soul. But you have to do it. You have to be the one to say, we've had enough. You're not going to put property tax on my home anymore. When I pay that house off, I own the house, the dirt underneath it, and you don't get to tax me for the rest of your life and own my property. It's a simple thing that restores order to the people. Hands off. Cut out the government. Make those people in government that don't work go back out there. Stop them from, from creating profit centers where they get to make you a victim. The profitability of big tech, the profitability of Healthcare, and it's not healthcare, it's sick care. Let's call it what it is. Where 85% of every dollar goes to administration and to them buying their Lamborghinis and big houses. They're making billions of dollars every quarter, billions on the backs of you, you slaves. So I'm telling you to stand up. I'm telling you to go get your friends to stand up. I'm gonna continue to talk about it. And men, I'm telling you to step in the gap. You'll know when it's red time and we're doing it. We're going to the border. I don't know what that looks like. And we're going to have a talk tomorrow, by the way, or tonight, one of the two, about the ranch down in Texas. I would love to get it done, but we're 670000 so I'll be returning all the money you guys put over back to you. And we'll figure out something else. But I'm not going to hold on to it, is what I'm telling you. So, uh, and, and yeah, it, do I wish that we were able to raise the $2 million? No, but we raised $1.4. So I returned the $1.4 and make sure that we make everyone whole and then we'll come back and we'll we'll create another deal but still to get two-thirds of the way there in what three months max yeah it's a pretty big deal did we get all the way there mm -mm. no we didn't but i also stopped pushing on it because there's so many other things to get done one of which is decertify the election walk around tell everyone the election was stolen there's so much evidence it's unbelievable and make sure you stand yeah. together and make sure you walk to your neighbors shake their hand give a bottle of wine bottle of water Hug them. Once you find out that they're on your side, you hug them and you say, look, I'm going to accept you where you are, not where I want you to be. There are things that we're not going to like about each other. I just ask you to accept me. I'll accept you. And you stand and band together as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's all I got. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. All those links are in the description. If you can, please do sign up and, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and, and make sure you leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in those podcast rankings. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you tune in for that. And if you need a little bit of a reminder, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system, and you'll get a text before we go to air letting you know what we're talking about and where and how you can listen or watch. Also, go to the link in our description and sign up for our email newsletter. Very, very important. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country, it's not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.